0: Remember when ChatGPT started to become a thing? It may seem like forever ago, but it was really only around the holidays last year when the large language model that pulls from online information to create answers to questions first took off. I even tried it out on this show, and honestly, it was kind of fun to see what it could come up with. But since then, some of the headlines around artificial intelligence have been significantly less fun. As more and more industries start to use the technology, more and more people are worried about losing their jobs. Congress has held hearings, the White House says it's taking action. Now that our AI future is quickly coming into focus, are we sure we like what we see? My guest this week is CNN's Donny O'Sullivan. We're gonna talk about how we should balance the warnings with the opportunities, and why some of the calls for stricter regulation are coming from the people who developed the tech in the first place. From CNN, this is One Thing. I'm David Rind. Tony, hello. Thank you for having me, David. Yes. So you've spent much of 2023 covering artificial intelligence. Mm. Is that fair?
1: Quite a bit of it. Yes, yes, quite a bit. Probably more than I thought I would have been spending on it this time 12 months ago. It just exploded so much.
0: Right. A lot of this year has kind of been defined by this story. And I wanted to have you on because we've been hearing a lot of voices warning about AI and the possible dangers. And there was a statement that came out at the end of May that really caught my eye. It was signed by top AI scientists and researchers. Can I read it to you? Sure. It won't take long. One sentence. Quote, mitigating the risk of extinction from AI should be a global priority alongside other societal scale risks, such as pandemics and nuclear war. That's like really scary, Donnie, So what on earth should we make of a warning like that?
1: It is really scary. And look, I mean, we, we've we kind of seen a few of these types of letters and warnings and stuff over the past Uh, A few months, but what I'm not really hearing is is folks articulating much of a vision as to what people are actually supposed to do. You know, I Mm. I would maybe compare this to the very early days of social media, Mm. uh, where I think a lot of the issues that we're talking about right now, or the fears we might have uh, about how this technology is going to change our lives, you know, they might not stand the test of time. It might, it's going to probably be the stuff that we're not foreseeing.
0: Mm. So... I think a lot of us are pretty familiar with ChatGPT at mm. this point. In terms of when you talk about AI, that generally comes to mind. What, what are some of the other uses of AI that, like, we may not be thinking of besides just a chatbot?
1: Well, you know, I mean, there's all kinds of uses for AI, which you know we're going to see from from doing your taxes mm. uh, to helping with kind of menial tasks to helping plan your day. A lot of Obviously, what we have seen so far is generative AI. So the creation of uh, fake audio and fake video, known as deep fakes and fake images. Um, And I think as we kind of go in to the 2024 election here in the US, um, I think that is going to be something that is a real tangible risk. I think it is something we're going to run up against. And, you know, we have already seen campaigns here in the US. In fact, the Republican National Committee here Their first ad, their first video responding to President Biden's official announcement that he was running for re-election was an ad that was generated uh, entirely using AI.
2: This morning, an emboldened China invades Taiwan.
1: So what they did was they painted this kind of dystopian picture of what the United States would look like if Joe Biden were to be re-elected and they had, you know, military on the streets of San Francisco, they had Taiwan being bombed.
2: Border agents were overrun by a surge of 80,000 illegals yesterday evening.
1: And they also had a tiny little message up in the corner that said none of these images were real. They had been developed using AI.
2: Who's in charge here? It feels like the train is coming off the tracks.
1: You might have seen this already, but I want you to watch it. Uh, it's a political ad.
2: This
3: just in. We can...
1: So we were down in Washington, D.C., actually, the week the ad came out. Uh, we... When speaking to mostly tourists, also some folks who work in D.C., just people out on the streets of D.C., show them this ad uh, on an iPad. Mm-hmm. So all the images in that ad were actually created using AI, artificial intelligence. Oh, my goodness. Wow. And, you know, most of them were not able to tell that the images in that were fake, that they were generated using AI. Did that even happen? Oh. Did San Francisco even, like, get shut down? Like, oh, okay, I was like, that didn't <laughs> happen. One person who watched the ad said, looked at me and said, wait, where... The, was the military really on the streets of San Francisco? Even though that person never saw any news report that the military had taken over San Francisco, it placed that kind of doubt in their mind to say, oh, wait, did I miss that? Right.
0: So, like, these generated ads could take, like, kernels of truth from things that may have happened or were in the news and mesh them into something that is not true.
1: Precisely. So, the fact that it plants the image in your mind. What do you think that does
2: to you as Oh, it can,
1: it can get people riled up, you know what I mean? For the right reasons or the wrong ones. Mm. So people got to tread lightly. So, you know, these kind of fake images, fake video, they're not new. But really what we're running into now is just the ease. You know, now you can literally go to one of many uh, of these AI image generation tools and literally just type in just what you want. Just type it in. You just type it in. And whatever you want will pop up. So you can really just kind of flood the zone with this stuff.
3: Some real-life panic earlier today when a fake photo of an explosion near the Pentagon circulated on social media.
1: We saw that recently when a fake image, uh, we believe an AI-generated image, of what purported to be uh, an explosion outside of the Pentagon uh, went viral.
3: It was shown on an overseas news program, and the stock market took a dip when it was being shared by several blue-check Twitter accounts.
2: I got a call from an unknown number, and all of a sudden I hear my daughter's voice, my older daughter's voice, sobbing and crying, saying, Mom.
1: And we're seeing reports across the U.S., particularly of elderly people uh, receiving calls from people who are claiming to be their grandchildren in distress.
2: This man gets on the vo- on the phone and he says to me, I've got your daughter. This is how it's going to go down.
1: Again, using voice AI software uh, to make it sound like their grandkids and essentially conning them out of money.
2: My older son was able to get my daughter on the phone and we were able to locate her and make sure that she was safe. Um, And so once at first I didn't believe that she was safe because her voice was so real to me in the background when they had called me.
1: This is something that's really happening. So, you know, it isn't just in the kind of political, geopolitical space. It's happening at a real and very personal level, too.
2: This show is sponsored by ADT. Introducing ADT Self-Setup featuring everything from motion sensors to Google Nest Cams and the Nest doorbell with a battery or wired option. Easily install the ADT self-setup security system at your convenience. No heavy-duty tools are needed. And if you need help, ADT can provide virtual assistance along the way. ADT's self-setup grows, moves, and adapts as your needs change. You can add more products at any time, and your system easily moves wherever life takes you. It also features Nest Cams that can tell the difference between a person, an animal, a vehicle, or with Nest Doorbell, even a package. Plus, when every second counts, you can trust ADT's 24-7 professional monitoring. You can view video of an alarm event and verify or cancel an alarm with just a tap. Now everyone can get trusted security from ADT installed your way with no long-term contracts. When the most trusted name in home security adds the intelligence of Google, you've got a home with no worries. Go to ADT.com today or call 1-800-ADT-ASAP. Google, Nest Cam, Nest Doorbell, and Nest Aware are trademarks of Google LLC.
0: So obviously, Donnie, those are examples that are kind of scary, could have some negative implications. But are there positive uses for AI? I'm thinking, like in healthcare. What kind of advancements could we see there?
1: Yeah. Again, look, there's a spectrum here, um, and we've seen reports and examples of where, you know, these AI tools can be used as to complement. The work of doctors and nurses and medical professionals, uh, sometimes helping them to spot um, abnormalities in in medical scans and things like that, uh, but not use as as a replacement of those professionals. One particularly exciting piece of research uh, that we spotted uh, a few weeks ago was researchers at the University of Texas in Austin were using MRI brain scans, combining that with AI technology, and seeing if they could essentially read people's minds. Hmm. What do you mean by that? Well, um, it's not quite as scary as it sounds, yeah, it although sounds it is scary. pretty scary. <laughs> um, look, essentially what what they're trying to do is create a system, a way for people who have locked-in syndrome, people who cannot uh, speak, who can't communicate, people maybe who might have suffered a stroke, Um for them to have a way to communicate without having to put brain implants or anything else in, literally by just thinking words and then having a machine spit that out. And we went to Austin to, you know, learn a bit more. Um, they're essentially, they put their research subjects into these MRI machines for many hours and they had them listening to podcasts and audiobooks. And what they did was they had the AI models, uh, basically watch the brain scans and the AI model was able to say okay well that's what this person's brain looks like when they hear this word and that's what they look like when it hears this word and this word and it makes a pattern and it makes a pattern and it's actually using the same it is using the GBT technology it is using the exact technology uh, that is being used to power chat (laughs) GBT I don't know why I sign up to do these things (laughs) So naturally, I decided that I would be a guinea pig uh, and <laughs> see if they could read my mind. Okay, so I should take off my microphone, take these off. Yes. Anything
3: um, that's in your pockets, your shoes should come off.
1: So ahead. they, on a Sunday morning uh, in Austin, uh, they put me uh, into that, you know, I don't know if you've had an MRI before, but it's it's a long it's a tube. tube. It's quite tight. I have a very big head, by the way, as well, <laughs> uh, which... Uh, the researchers pointed out it's particularly big.
3: Oh, that's that tight. Yeah. How's that feeling?
1: So they wheeled me into the tunnel. Um, I was listening to um, the audiobook of The Wizard of Oz. Classic. And Yes. And it, it uh, I, I stayed in there for about 30 minutes, and I listened to, to basically a segment of that book twice.
3: All right. We're all done. We're going to come pull you out. You feeling
1: good? Woo-hoo. Okay, so it's been 24 hours since we got our brain scanned. You can confirm I have a brain. Absolutely. Brilliant. Um, What else did we find? The next day, less than 24 hours later, we were back. They had studied my brain. They had studied the words I'd listened to. Fortunately for me, they were not able to read my brain. Hmm. Now, the reason for that is because basically this technology right now has to train on specific people's minds. You know, everybody's brain is, right. is different. So it
0: has something cross reference.
1: Yes. So we did have uh, one of the neuroscientists who was involved in the research actually um, – you know, laid in the MRI machine as a research subject as well. So the technology had trained on his brain. So we had him going for just the same amount of time, 30 minutes listening to Wizard of Oz, and it was able to scarily accurately Uh, predict, uh, guess a lot of the words that he was hearing, the story that he was hearing.
0: Compared to the actual text. Exactly. So this is an example from my
3: brain, from the Wizard of Oz. So here the actual words were, when she had finished her meal and was about to go back to the road of yellow brick, she was startled to hear a deep groan nearby. And then the decoded version is, I was about to head back to school and I hear this strange voice calling out to me. Okay. So it gets some things right. So this like was about to go back, was about to head back. It completely misses some things, like mm-hmm. the road of yellow brick versus school. It doesn't know like where uh, uh, she's going, but then it gets this uh, this nice kind of example. So she hears something, and then instead of a deep groan nearby, it said a strange voice calling out to me, which semantically kind of close. It means sure. something
1: related, even if it's not exactly the right words. Look, I mean, it's really something that is only working in very specific circumstances, under very specific conditions, and it has to be trained uh, on your brain. But, and this is a big but, I mean, you know, people who saw our story uh, on CNN and watched the video, everybody was asking, well, is this eventually going to lead to actual, you know, mind reading? What is this going to mean for, uh, you know, when you come home to your husband or wife? Can they uh, one day hold up uh, a piece of technology to your mind and and read what you're thinking or where you were uh, until this late hour at night? or, you know, in more serious circumstances, how it could be used maybe in the criminal justice system or by interrogators or things like that. Um, The neuroscientists told us that they're nowhere near that right now. You're reading people's minds.
3: So we don't like to use the term mind reading. We think it conjures up things that we're actually not capable of. Uh, Some scientists use the term brain reading, even though that's not as entered into our lexicon, because that's literally what we're doing. We're measuring things about the
1: brain, and then we're reading them out as words. Mm. And they certainly want to do this uh, research to help people, uh, to help people who are unable to communicate. But you know they're under no illusions that this one day uh, might be used for nefarious uh, purposes.
0: And that's what I want to ask. Because of these possible nefarious uses, it brings us to the topic of regulation. Is Congress, is anybody doing anything at this point to stay on top of this before it gets
1: to that point? Mm. Well, you know, one of the researchers in Texas, and it was one of the most dystopian things I've heard in quite some time, he spoke about mental privacy oh boy, <laughs> and brain data, which, you know, in English is, is your thoughts, right? It's what's in your mind, brain data. And, you know, he spoke of, look, this technology could develop one day to a place where it could read our minds. And, you know, how are we as a world going to be prepared? How is government going to be prepared for that?
3: We're here because people love this technology. We think it can be a printing press moment. We have to work together to make it so.
1: There were hearings recently. Sam Altman, the CEO of OpenAI, who the company behind ChatGBT, appeared before Congress.
3: We think that regulatory intervention by
0: governments will be critical to mitigate the risks of increasingly powerful models. He was basically begging Congress to regulate him and his technology.
1: He was, yeah, he was. And look, I mean, um, I think he's genuine uh, in that, in, in, in realizing that this technology is extremely powerful. Uh, but, you know, a kind of more cynical take on things could be, well, you know, if you're a tech CEO and you want to appear to be responsible and things like that, these are the things you should be saying publicly. And also, you know, you can kind of say it publicly because, you know, there's a pretty good chance that Congress aren't going to be able to do anything about it, or won't do anything about it, at least, because they can barely get their heads around it.
0: Right, so they can come out and say to these creators, and says, hey, we asked.
1: Yeah, and look, I think Sam Altman is is a genuinely thoughtful person and and has, has really thought about this stuff, and I think, you know, compare his behavior and how he talks about this stuff versus, you know, Mark Zuckerberg in the early days of, of Facebook, when it was basically a hot or not app you know it's 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 of course miles apart but i mean you know you can't just have a hearing on ai there's a where if, if you really want to achieve something it's going to have to be ai and the automobile industry ai and you know various different industries. because
0: it, it could touch every single it's going part to of touch life. everything it's right. going
1: to touch everything there's there's no doubt about that it's just the beginning of a very 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 long road and whether Congress will be able to achieve it or not, and that remains to be seen.
0: And you'll probably be staying on top of it for us. Tony, thank you.
1: I will, or the AI version of me might be able to step in if I need to take a day off.
0: <laughs> One Thing is a production of CNN Audio. This episode was produced by Aaron Mathewson, Paolo Ortiz, and me, David Rind. Matt Dempsey is our production manager. Fez Jamil is our senior producer. Greg Peppers is our supervising producer. And Steve Lichtai is the executive producer of CNN Audio. Thank you, as always, for listening. We'll be back next Sunday. I'll talk to you then.